shall we? I suppose so. Mm. <laughs> Brimming with energy. <laughs> oh, look. <clears throat> I've staved off the caffeine this morning in the excitement that I'll be getting some this afternoon. Oh, yeah, you'll be getting some coffee too. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. It does. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> if, you, if you reliably insist. Okay, uh, I forget how we do this, so hi everybody, welcome to Hey Brew. Just like that. That's it, fantastic. I'm Elliot. And I'm Mike. Uh, welcome back, this is episode five. Four. Four. Yep. No. Yeah. Oh. Let me, let me, let me go to the notes. Yeah. Oh, God. It's four. How have we only done four? Well, five, because there's a zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the exact same conversation we had last time. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. So this is episode four, and we're not going to talk about the numerical values of podcast episodes much longer. No. Also, Uh, didn't like Apple recently change the rules on podcast titles where you're not technically supposed to put episode numbers in the episode titles anymore? I did not know that. Yeah, a bunch of people were just like, this is dumb. Well, that that is dumb because a lot of podcasts are in the hundreds and they're yeah. like, this is episode 500, let's make something yeah. of it. Now it's like, oh, here's just the date in the title instead or something. Yeah, it's, That's it's dumb. I don't understand what Apple have gained through that. Uh, I don't know. I honestly have no or idea why they... Tim Apple and his wild ideas. Tim Apple, <laughs> yes. Still very amused by that. Yeah, I know. It's pretty uh, great. It really did save time from saying... Cook. Cook. I was like, yeah. Robin? You've, you've, no. du- you've doubled the syllables on his surname. Yeah. <laughs> Saving time, I don't think, is what's happened there. I like the way when it first happened, he implied there was like a comma, Tim, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> what? But no. Does that mean you made a mistake, you well, fucking I mean, goof? People, people's surnames used to reflect their occupation. And he's an apple. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so, so, genuine question. When you meet people with a surname gay... Do you think, like, yeah. that was just it back in the day? They were like... They're a professional homosexual. Yeah, but also, like... Well, back then... It how did, do they have... Yeah, but back then it used to just mean happy. Actually, that's not true. That's Isn't it? That's a myth. Like, no? it, it, it's... Gay has meant homosexual for hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the use of it to mean happy came as a common parlance, apparently, in, like, the 20s. Well, I'll be damned. The more you know... Yeah. I'm going to leave that sound effect in there that you made with your mouth. Fantastic, because it was soft and gentle. Um, so, been, been up, I don't know if this is going to make it in. Been up to anything this week? Um, I went out last night to a, a Good Beer Week event. Oh, um, you actually, oh sorry. Okay, so we yeah. discussed this earlier, and I just that didn't, didn't focus at all on this. Yeah, no. So actually, just give a little context that it's Good Beer Week in Melbourne at the moment, which is like the predecessor, sort of preface to... The Great Australian Beer Spectacular, which I think is still a terrible name, but yeah, because the the beer Good Beer Week runs basically right up until that, right? Yeah, it's sort of they both end around the same time. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's all sorts of events happening all over the city, um, all over the country. I think actually, isn't it? Yeah, because well, Gabs now does um, Brisbane, and Sydney as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so there's a series of ones called Pint of Origin, um, which are usually one venue will do a thing all week long where they pick a country or a region and they just have beers on tap from that region, um, which is what I went to last night because it's way less stressful than trying to go to any of the ticketed events that they have around yeah, the place. that sounds um, like a lot of effort, to be honest. Yeah, so I was up at uh, Carwin Cellars in Thornbury, which I'd never been to before, despite it now being like a 20 to 30 minute walk from my house. It's also like supposed to be the number one bottle shop in Melbourne, basically. Uh, isn't yeah, it? I having seen it now, 
Uh, I can see why. You get it. I, yeah. I still haven't been either. It's uh, They had a fantastic selection. So we sort of stopped on the way out to have a look. I was trying to find inspiration for the show, actually. Um, and then I realized I was too full from all the calzone that I ate to sort of think about much else except getting home and sitting down. My breakfast was so disappointing and now all I want is calzone. Yeah, man. This was a cheeseburger calzone that I had last night and it was... Real good. Actually, have you been to the Royston Hotel? I was about to say the Royston opposite the, Mountain Goat. The cheeseburger, cheeseburger spring rolls. rolls. It's like that <laughs> in that it shouldn't taste as much like a cheeseburger as it does. And uh, that's why it's so good. Can I just say, isolate that. I want the two of us saying cheeseburger, cheeseburger spring, spring rolls. rolls with that passion in our voice oh, as my ringtone now. They're so good. They're so wrong. So right. So yeah. good. Royston um, is good food. Yeah. Yeah, straight up. Um, this isn't going to be a walking tour of Melbourne pubs, though. No. Audio, audio walking tour. We'll do that later. Yeah. Um, audio good. Um, yes, but yeah. So the the event that they had on was Pint of Origin USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if they were rotating through different breweries throughout the week, but the one last week, what last night? Sorry, was uh, I said it before and now I've forgotten. Started with a D. Deschutes. Yes. Um, so they had a whole bunch. Fuck, of, I hope it's pronounced like that. Uh, yeah, it's some. It's it is now. I'm yeah. Running with it. It is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of the ones they had on tap were like imperial stouts and porters, like big heavy dark beers which considering the temperature at the moment is exactly what i was in the mood for yeah it's just what the really should be struck off doctor would order yes um i'm a big fan of dish shoots though i gotta mm. say one of my favorite i've never breweries. had anything from them oh shit yeah really? so i was in oh, for a treat love that stuff um yeah so they had a whole bunch of stuff that has since gone out of production and it turns out a lot of their stuff had been made you know with the intent of aging mm. and i didn't know people aged beers as much as they do yeah, dark beers and Belgian beers, oh, yeah. it's especially like quads and stuff. Yeah, big yeah, on yeah. It, yeah. Um, so I had a couple of Imperial Stouts that were, you know, mixes of coffee, chili, orange, chocolate sort of flavors. And oh, I had a good time. Goddamn. Yeah. I'm so insanely jealous. Last night. Okay. So what I did yesterday was drive an hour and a half into the country to put up three mounts for CCTV cameras for my mate. And then yeah, drive when you, home. You didn't describe what you were actually doing. That sounds shit. <laughs> Uh, look, the, I drive, thought, the drive was probably nice. Yeah, it's actually a really nice drive out to Dalesford. Dalesford's a really lovely part of Victoria. Um, drive there, brilliant. Drive back, dark, raining. Oh, yeah. And country roads and... Uh, this Con- is not good, but... Country drivers? Well, one of my headlights is out. And then also my car has this problem at the moment, which is if I even remotely like go near the indicator stalk, it indicates right. So every time I try to turn oh. the every time I try to turn the full beam on or off, I'd indicate right, and it was starting to really stress me out that yeah. I'm just indicating across these country lanes all the time. Is it like that um, on a lot of indicators where if you like half push it, it goes on for a couple seconds and yeah, turns off? Yeah, so it does that. that. Yeah. yeah. So I need to te- fix this amongst yes. other things in my life. So I got back last night and I was like, oh, should I go to the garage project takeover at um, Catfish? And I didn't. Instead, I went home, drank two glasses of red wine, left, eat some leftover Thai. Watched half of Winter Soldier before I realized I watched it once before. And I thought I hadn't. <laughs> I thought I'd never seen it. So I watched half of it. It yeah. was like, no, I've definitely seen this. Yeah, yeah. And then I drank one glass of stout and then went to bed. Uh, look, it doesn't sound bad. It was. I'm pretty sure I've done the same thing with Winter Soldier too. Because there was a while where like I got, you know, it was like two thirds through what we now know as the full MCU. Yeah. Of what's come out to date. I got about two. It was about two thirds of the way through that having come out. I was like, I don't know if I've seen that one. And then I did the same thing, got about halfway through, and I was like, no, I have. Turned it off. Because I, I was like, oh, no, I, I've seen Civil War. Mm. And that's what I was associating with. I had seen Winter Soldier. I watched it on a plane, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It was okay. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought, we're not going to do another Marvel no. like chat at the beginning of the episode. Um, so, yeah, like other than that, 
this week been pretty beerless. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I've just entered a CrossFit competition again, and I'm going to talk about it mercilessly to anyone yes. who listen. Um, but it means I'm going to try and try and slim down, mm-hmm. drop a few kilos. So us about to drink two beers is just great then. The thing is as well, what I'm what I'm hoping is that it doesn't set me up to go to the bottle shop afterwards like Carwin Teller's on the way home and drink like six more when I get in. Yep. Uh, I take no responsibility if that happens. No. Weak. No. I mean, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, yeah. Am, me am weak. Yes. Not you am weak. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you want to drink some beer now? Yes. Okay, smashing. Yeah, I think we'll we'll because we're going to go through two today. We're going to yeah, this but is, they're but they're smaller bottles. So yeah, I was going to say this isn't becoming a theme. No, we're splitting these ones. No, uh, this was more. I looked in the fridge, went uh, one of these three, like one of these is three hundred and thirty mils, the other's slightly bigger. That's not really enough for a whole show. Mm, um, not with us thirsty boys. No, but today we're going to talk about coffee, um, but not not the history of coffee as a drink and all that sort of stuff. Cause you can just go and buy those books or read that shit online. Mm. Um, but it's more about sort of coffee as it is now in Melbourne and sort of the weird mystique that it seems to have here. Uh, and also just a bit about sort of how I make coffee at home. Cause I've got a few bits of kit, um, that I've been playing around with over the last few years. Um, I've kind of gone in deep in a number of ways, but, mm-hmm. um, I figure that's a more, more interesting way to come at, something like this um mm. well the, the, I mean, just going on about like espresso machines and stuff like that which i don't know enough about to really feel like i should do this <laughs> no but the other thing as well is like if like in america it seems like coffee's kind of coffee and the same in the uk it's like mm. in melbourne so you know when i first got here i was like oh coffee it all tastes the same and i finally thrown off my anti-hipster hipster pretensions mm. and just admitted that good coffee is good yeah and i'm getting quite into it at the moment so I, I thought it'd be quite interesting to hear someone who's been you know dabbling in the coffee game a little while to talk yeah about. well i mean like to to go back to sort of america like their predominant style when you think of american coffee it's like this really weird filter percolator sort of thing you often go to a diner and get like bottomless coffee and it's that oh, Whereas, i gotta say i fucking love and, and yeah, in some cases, I'm super in the mood for that. And actually, the stuff that I make at home is closer to that style. Whereas, you know, most like cafe culture in Melbourne is based around like espresso coffee, which I am I I gotta say is fine. But I am I'm less into, and I think I'm a little mm. bit done with because everywhere is just like that. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, it was actually a friend of friend of mine at work that kind of got me onto sort of the more uh, filter style coffee, which is sort of what we'll be going through today. Sweet. Um, but the first beer right, um, is, is from Prairie Artisan Ales, which I've never had any of their stuff before. I don't. I've never had any of their stuff. But strangely enough, some of the beer groups that I'm on on Facebook, because I am super mm. cool, have also been talking about these this week. Yeah. Uh, but it's called the Birthday Bomb, uh, which is also in celebration of your birthday recently. It was indeed. It was nice yeah. of you to come down on the Saturday. Hey, man. <laughs> I told you I couldn't make it. Yes. That's why I booked it for that day. Yeah. Don't hey. worry. Um, but it is an imperial stout aged on coffee, cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and chili peppers. Yeah, wicked. Yeah. Um, I remember, what was it, maybe Gab's a couple of years ago or something, there was just like this big wave of like coffee stouts mm. and really hitting that coffee nail on the head repeatedly. I, th- I think it's become, um, I mean, like beer goes in cycles and there's different vogues and stuff. Someone was yeah. talking the other day on their podcast, they were saying, that they were talking about um, how... Black IPAs are gone. That's kind of the end of the style. Oh, yeah. It's disappearing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's never a style that I got particularly into. But, no. yeah, like the big IPAs and then the XPAs and then New England IPAs and, 
Imperial Stouts and now double IPAs are really big. Mm. It goes in waves. But yeah, I do remember what you're saying like a couple of years ago. It's just it's everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. All right. I'm going to begin the pour. Yeah, do it up. I realize that through the headphones, this all sounds great, but you can't really hear that much when it comes out. No. So maybe what we'll no, do No, and is, also like, it, like stouts aren't really ones that produce a lot of bubbles or anything like that. So. Maybe what I'll do is I'll just be like... Yeah, you like slowly transitioning into beer porn? What is that? Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest. I started to make noise and then I was just hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, before Which is end, pretty much how we yeah, record this. Pretty much. Um, before we drink this, I actually had a, a beer earlier in the week and I wanted to ask you a question about it because um, it was one that had a bit of sediment in it. Okay. And I wanted to ask you what your stance is on beers that contain sediment. How, like, do you... Mm. Do you consume the sediment? Do you just mix it in there so that it's evenly distributed? Uh, or do you find it weird? Um, so some of them do recommend that the sediment be rolled into it. Like, mm. So Cooper's is notorious for that. They say, mm. you know, roll the bottle, get the sediment moving. Um, having the yeast culture sort of through that beer can mm. change the flavor quite a bit sometimes. I mean, when we did the Magic Ghost one, oh, yeah. we tried it with yeah, and yeah, without yeah. sediment. And it tasted different, I'd mm. say. Um, episode two, Magic Ghost. Yes. Uh, I said to Ghost Ride the Whip, I believe. Yes, I'm um, pretty sure that's what we called it. Uh, but what I, I, honestly, what I like to do mm. is to split it half and half, especially if it's a larger okay. bottle, because I often find that the, the 660 mils come with sediment. Mm. So I'll take a smaller glass, pour half, right. and then for the second right. half, I'll tip it up. So it begins yeah. to get a bit more sediment in there. Yeah, because I'd poured it into a glass, and then by the time I got near the bottom, it was the ratio of sediment to liquid. Yeah, and that was gets very gross. extreme. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, I'll just get most of the way through this, and then I'll just tip it out. What was the beer? Um, you know, I can't remember. Fair enough. That's a great w- w- story. Was it a good beer? Yeah, no, it's delicious. Yeah, fair enough. All right, uh, let's finally taste this beer. Yeah, the, I'll start uh, talking. The, the, prairie, rot. the prairie birthday bomb. All right, let's uh, get into it. Help yourself. Cheers. Mm. Oh yeah, that's that's a boozy boy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, hang on, um, what, what are we sitting at? It's uh, uh, there's actually the stickers covering the alcohol value, but it's high. To, to, yeah, to give you an idea, it's three hundred and fifty-five mils and three point six four standard drinks in this little bottle. Might have to go for a little walk after this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm not going to get that off. So straight off the bat, that as I was bringing it to my lips, I could mm. smell, did you say there was uh, uh, there's chili in there? Yeah, so we got uh, I I a- aged on coffee, cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and chili peppers. Yeah, yeah. so if you, and I'm going to move away from the mic to this this time. If you if you put your nose in there and have a good sniff, like you can genuinely, all right, come have on. Have a good sniff. Sorry, got me. I was <laughs> trying to have a drink. Um, I'm just going to stop talking when you've got a glass no, in your mouth. No, keep doing uh, it. So if you get your nose into the glass and, 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 absorb some of the aroma i think chili's quite prominent yeah at least you can definitely get the spice in there. well yeah it's it's not that like when you're eating a dish with chili in it and it kind of burns your nostril it's not quite no, that no but you definitely smell that there's chili in that yeah absolutely i think it's pretty cool mm. um i can't really taste too much of the coffee to be fair um but i think that might just be because the alcohol burn is kind of getting in the way a little bit yeah maybe but the cacao um mm. is coming through really strong yeah. it's super chocolatey i'd say yeah but then there is a little burn at the back end which is potentially some of the chili but also definitely the alcohol burn yep. um, um i'm i'm digging it yeah i'm i'm big into this i i yeah. um i like a good um i like a good stout and i like one that's gone a bit mad mm. have you ever had stones um and i'm going to attempt to pronounce it here Chocovesa? no it is pretty wild. It is their take on a Mexican hot chocolate. Oh, in a stout. Okay, so it has like very chocolatey, yeah, chili. chili. Yeah, 
oh, I'm going to buy some of that on the way home. Oh, it's happened already. Yeah. But it, it's genuinely <laughs> yeah, like And you can sips. now get it in cans. Ooh. Yeah. So you can, you know, take on the train, I guess, if you're that way inclined. <laughs> Have a big bag of cans with the lads. Ooh, for the lad. Just solo can <laughs> trip on the, on the train. on the city loop going around and around. Where, where this train stops, no one knows. <laughs> oh, no, I'm in Sunbury. Don't worry, I'll just stay here. And go back in. three more cans. Yeah. So let's let's get into some coffee chat. Yeah. Um, okay. Like I said, I'm not going to go into what coffee is, but I've got a few cliff notes. Can, can I just say, by the way, we've, we've, we've skipped over the beer quite lightly there, but I, I think it's because it's black yeah. and boozy and... Yeah, I, I, I think there's like, not a whole lot we can say about it compared to a lot of other like yeah, fruitier lighter beers. But also like as far as an imperial stout goes, it's it's not really like too far removed from what you'd expect if you've had something like that before. No, like there's I, some interesting flavors in there for sure, but it's not like oh shit, what is that that's in there? Yeah, it's a big boozy sticky flavor. Yeah, and it's and it's imperial stout, which means it's stout but usually twice as strong. Yeah, what it about? certainly feels that way. Mm. Um, Gone and kick yeah. it in the teeth. Uh, so coffee originally native to sort of Africa, Madagascar, that sort of region. Um, obviously, it's now grown everywhere because the world has just gone mad for the shit. Um, mm. main, mainly hot climate, so. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see it growing in parts of China that I went through and stuff like mm. that. Yeah, yeah the, I mean, the demand is... It's, it's like hop growth, right? Like, they're just trying to grow it everywhere because so yeah. many people are after it. Well, I think also probably different regions yield a really different flavor. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so generally it's the, uh, the, the beans are picked, then roasted, uh, depending on what sort of flavor you're after. Um, and then that's sort of usually where you'd end up buying it is after the roast. Yep. Um, and then you would grind them and brew them in whatever way you prefer. Um, the earliest evidence of coffee as we know it today sort of dates back to Yemen in about the 15th century. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously like there's further history of the coffee plant but it was um yeah people were doing very different things with it before yeah and then for one of a better word the civilized use of coffee yeah um and as of 2016 uh brazil makes about a third of the world's supply no way apparently shit yeah i don't have a i haven't cited my own source here but apparently is what i'll say to that i i I don't know i guess south america would have made sense but i don't know i wouldn't have picked brazil yeah um it's funny like i found this funny one of the things i was reading says like the long-term health effects are not well known mostly because the studies that have been done on it have been poor quality um so just like not terribly good rigor around the science involved i guess that seems strange i mean my first thought was i don't give a shit it makes me go yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> i you occasionally come across people at work they're like no i've not had coffee in 15 days now it's like how do you feel it was tough at first but i feel a lot better you like, fuck you i'm just gonna keep drinking coffee yeah no it, it also tastes good yeah, it's you know, it's the same thing with like uh, the way that I have approached alcohol yeah. in my life. Like back at uni, sure, I would drink just a lot of shit, but it wasn't like it wasn't this sort of stuff where it's a little more expensive. It's got more flavor to it, and maybe I'll have one or two now. Versus back then, it was like oh, I'm gonna just be blind by the end of the night. Whereas yeah. now it's like no, I actually just really like the taste. It's goon versus connoisseur. Yes, mm. I'm trying to think of a portmanteau of goon and connoisseur, and I I don't know if I want that to exist. Yeah. That just sounds like, I'll have goon, sir. <laughs> For some reason, I was like, Goonosaurus. So, oh, oh, no, that's that's a dangerous game. I did see someone dressed as ha- uh, Halloween costume as Sailor Goon a few years ago. That's incredible. Dude, it was, inc- oh, dude, yeah. it was wicked. I'll show you pictures later. Good. Um, but yeah, so what I mentioned earlier um, is that Melbourne uh, has become quite known for its coffee mm. to the point where like I've got co-workers that come over from San Francisco to visit our office. 
and they know about the coffee coming in. Like they've heard about it from people, just word of mouth back over there. Yeah, wild. Yeah, it's because I think being San Francisco, like there is a bit of that cafe culture, sort of Mm. espresso style more than just, oh, it's the American filter standard everywhere. Um, So they come out going, oh, this is apparently where it's real good. And then they're just like, please take me, take me to the good coffee. (laughs) It's really sorry. I thought please take me was to the coffee. Like, please coffee, take me. Oh yeah. Take me in your arms. But they're also like dealing with wicked jet lag because it's business travel. So they're like flying on the Saturday and going to the office on the Monday. Yeah. What fun. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So like it, it, like the Melbourne is so known for coffee that I was trying to do research for this. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'm going to start with a nice wide generic search term, like Melbourne coffee. And, oh, all, yeah, and yeah. all I got was I got fucked by SEO. It was like two pages of just here's a ranked list of all the best coffee in Melbourne. I was like, this isn't what I meant. I wanted the history of coffee in Melbourne. Here's a ranked list of the coffee houses that I've spent the most on. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the This is mostly my observation, but the pro- predominant style in Melbourne, I would say, is a, a, a latte or a cafe latte. Um, is that a joke? No. The flat white, surely. No, it's, well, like everyone goes nuts about the flat white. Yeah, they they do, but I think like what I've seen more is like flat white is a huge thing in New Zealand. I'll tell you that. Really? Much. Yeah, I'd never heard of it before I came to Australia. No, no, no it's, I think it's like this part of the world. But it, hang on, is this one of the things like pavs where Kiwis claim I, it's theirs? I don't think so. And Russell Crowe. I, I don't. I, th- I think both Australia and New Zealand just assume that neither of them came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually from like a Cook Island. Yeah, or it's like to... it's like how chicken tikka masala is from England, not from yeah, India. It's, it's Scottish. <laughs> yeah, I I told uh, my Indian friend and his mum that yesterday, and his mum just looked at me like yeah. I was an idiot, and I was like, no, no, it comes from Scotland. Mm. Yeah, some guy in a pub. Oh, that beer is really delicious. Yeah, yeah. A keep having a sip and then being like, oh, oh I could just yeah. just uh, just destroy that. Um, but yeah, and so in addition to that, there's also something called the Melbourne Magic. I don't know if you've heard of this. Yeah, I have. I had a uh, a girl I saw I, a couple of times on Tinder. She used to work okay. in a coffee shop and she said anyone who orders a magic is basically the barista's enemy. Oh, uh, yeah. So like for people at home who, who don't know what this is, it's like from what I can tell, it seems to have originated around 2013. So it's a relatively recent invention. Um, but it is a double ristretto in a five-ounce cup and flat, flat white style milk. Um so ristretto also, I should explain that. Yeah. Um, so it's a standard sort of espresso shot, but you use half as much water. Um, and it gives a, a slightly sweeter and a more concentrated shot mm. of, uh, of coffee. Um, and I think the, the idea behind it is something about like the coffee to milk ratio being more ideal and giving a certain I, I, flavor. I'm not sure. I've never actually had one. I couldn't say. I've had, I've had a couple. I mean, realistically, it tastes like a latte, but a bit stronger. Mm. My, like I say, I'm not a big coffee you know, aficionado, but mm. I always think a lot of it tastes the same. But th- yeah, apparently baristas hate it because it, to make a ristretto, you make a ha- you make an espresso, but you make half an espresso, and you have to do that twice. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> double the amount of fucking about. Yeah, to make what is essentially the same drink. Yeah, um, I will tell you about another coffee menu item that I've seen in exactly one place, and it's called the Michael Jackson. Ooh, so is it, this is cafe in the city near where I work Hang called on. Shamble. I'm going to have a guess at yeah, what Michael on, Jackson and is. And then I'll tell you. So it would be... So, so very white. Oh. And then, then you put... You started off pretty close. Very, very um, sweet black. And people aren't sure if they like it anymore. <laughs> because they liked what the original coffee was. And they liked what the original coffee did, <laughs> did w- went back in the day. But 
uh, as they try the new one coffee, they're like, this is strange and I'm not quite sure about it. It's actually why do they towards keep children. It? Uh, nostalgia. Okay. Because um, <laughs> it had some classics. I don't know. Wow. I've got nothing here. I'm running out of metaphor. Yeah. So, so this place called Shamble uh, in the city, which is like in the group of people I know at work that like this place, it's gone through about three or four names in the last three or so years I've worked there. Is it any good or is it a bit no, of like, shambles? Well, no, it's actually really good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, it, I think it was at one point called Little Rogue. Um, one, one, of, one of my coworkers used to always just call it Short Cups because they served small coffees. Short Cups? Yeah. I'm into that. But it's, it's, a, good really into it's that. a good name. <laughs> it's an adorable name for a yeah. coffee shop as well. Um, but no, so, so on the menu, they have this thing called the Michael Jackson. It's five bucks. It is a single espresso and a six ounce latte. I'm not sure why. In, in, wait, separate cups? Yeah, two drinks. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I just, yeah, I've, I mean, always, I've always looked at it and thought, that's interesting. You, what, you pour the six-ounce latte on the nearest I, child? I, I guess you could, yeah. yeah. Give it some minor burns. Yeah. Um, Just something that'll take it into its uh, adulthood. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that it'll never forget. It's a weird baptism. And, um... No, it's going to get darker. Yeah, some, let's not. No. Just have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of people that that's their sort of response to whatever I'm doing is, Elliot, just have a drink. Yeah. Put something in your mouth and shut up. Oh. <laughs> the tables have turned uh-huh. for me to spit beer everywhere. Um, there was a survey done last year by the, ba- the Bank of Melbourne called the uh, Victorian Community Survey. Mm-hmm. And they found that Victorians spend, actually, no, you're going to guess. How much do people in the state of Victoria spend annually on coffee? All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. And I'll s- tell you that Victoria spent the most out of any state. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, it's 25% of the population. Mm-hmm. And it's also the it's coolest. It also, it also has Melbourne. Yeah. Okay, so I want to guess at 1.3 billion. Uh, nope, 2.7. Ooh, shit. I was going like high conservative there. Yeah, that was no. only half. Christ, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so that's wild. I will say like this survey was done on 1,200 people. So yeah, it's, it's probably it's a weighted it's, average. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, the most of any state in Australia. An average of $564 each per year. Which that's not that- based on my own budget. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't buy coffee that much, except mm. for on the weekends when I buy it, which for some reason, because I can make it at home. Yeah, I think this was also based on what people would spend out getting a coffee from a cafe, as opposed to, like, what yeah, I do, uh, which is buy stuff for home. Well, yeah, I, well. I assume this is, like, hospitality coffee. Yeah. I feel uh, like... Thir- 13 million cups a week. Jesus. Yeah. And actually, this is... Uh, ooh... Are you ready yeah. for a, uh, a great environmental message? Go on. Um, this is why we should all be using the Keep Cups, because 13 million cups a week, or even if only 10% of those are Keep was... Cups, reduces your environmental impact drastically. Yeah. The more you know. Uh, yeah, there was also an article I remember seeing, I want to say it was last year, sort of advocating for so, people. Sorry, I just, you just it out on the microphone because I fell off the table. I was leaning and I moved my elbow and just dropped. You doing okay? This beer is stronger than I thought, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I remember seeing an article maybe last year or so um, advocating for like the return of the having a coffee in the cafe, like just sit down and get a cup. Yeah. You know, I'm into it, that. It, but it was also sort of a community building sort of idea as well. But mm-hmm. part of that is reducing waste. Yeah, reduce the waste. Um, also, you know, it's probably good for the business as well because yeah. it means that people might attempt to spend more. Exactly. It's good for the economy. It makes the business look busy too. Yeah. We're here to advocate for small business apparently. <laughs> I mean, that is literally one of my jobs. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. And I like capitalism. 
So, <laughs> gentlemen, to <laughs> evil. <laughs> to business. God, this beer's good. Mm. I'm really into this. I'm, I'm very yeah. much into it. It's a, it's a, it's a, bit, a, a good um, switch up from what we've done the last few weeks and stuff. Yeah, when it's been all sort of tropical, fruity sort of joints. Yeah, pretty pretty interesting stuff. Mm. I'm also enjoying it, you know, as it gets sort of further into autumn, closer to winter. Yeah, man, I had a really good red ale yesterday. I found a lot, of, a lot of stouts on the stores that I, that I frequent, uh, and I'm resisting temptation at every corner. Mate, red ales and nitro stouts and yeah. stuff like that right now. Oh, God, I'll tell you what. Next weekend, come around, let's brew a red ale. Mm. If you're free. If you're um, not, I'll do I'm it myself. Going Fuck you. to Four Pillars right. next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's sort of the end of my prepared statements on coffee. Um, Your prepared statements. <laughs> yeah. This deposition I don't on know. coffee. I, I, that came out of my mouth before I realized what I was saying. It seems that they were the first now. words that came out of your mouth. Is there anything you need to tell us? Well, I suppose you can't talk about I an active trial, can you? I haven't prepared a statement. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so yeah. we, we should just uh, finish this beer off and I'll make some coffee and then we'll, we'll come back. Yeah, wicked. All right. So, Mike. Yeah. We have a few things in front of us now. Yeah. A, a veritable smorgasbord of, of ingredients. No. Of paraphernalia. Yeah. And also consumables. Now it sounds like drugs. Which it is. It's yeah. caffeine. Hooray. Yeah. My favorite. Well, the easiest one for me to get hold of. Yeah. So I thought, uh, what better way to talk about how I make coffee at home than... To make coffee at home. And I'm also hoping that by drinking coffee, before we drink the next beer, it might prime our palates uh, for tasting some of the coffee that is apparently present in this. It's also going to probably stop me yawning on mic. Yeah. I've resisted the urge to do it today because I thought I'd be drinking coffee. Yeah. Well, this next one says it's infused with uh, cocoa nibs, cold brew coffee, and marshmallow. I'm into it in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Small clarification to the last beer. We mm-hmm. worked it out. It's 13% alcohol by volume. This next one is 12. Hooray. Yay. So we're going to go for a nice walk after this. At least I am. I'm going to do a lap of the block or something before I go for a... Just go for a quick quick jog and then yeah. stand outside and just breathe. Sweat. So <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, yeah. All right. Taste some coffee, I guess. Let's do it. I was just going to ask if you'd had that killer coffee at all. What is that oh it's just a brand of like the most caffeine coffee oh, no <laughs> is it like boss coffee in japan which you get in a can from a vending machine uh i that sounds wicked i think that's the one that tommy lee jones was like the spokesperson for and there's ads of him doing crazy stuff because it's like japanese tv advertisements it's just you need to get on the internet more yeah i apparently do <laughs> oh, look at not that stuff um mm. look at different things but it sounds like mm. um lost in translation I haven't seen it. No, I've seen it. To be honest with you, it didn't really buzz me. I was quite young when I watched it. This isn't it. The Simpsons. We can't reference it. Yeah, good point. No, but there's, it, 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 Bill Murray does have a suntory whiskey in it. Oh, That's the yes. Point. Um, That's but right. what was I going to say? Um, in China, mm. in the uh, underground, in the, uh, what, what are they called? Shoe station? Metro. Subway. Subway. Yeah. There we go. In uh, Beijing, in the winter, I went to a coffee machine and got a, uh, like an iced sort of coffee, milky sort of drink thing. Mm-hmm. Hot in a bottle out of a vending oh, machine. Okay. So I'm assuming it was like kept in like a water bath or something in the oh, vending weird. machine and it comes Wait, out. was it wet? No. So they dried it on the way out? No, I don't, yeah, I just don't know how they kept it warm. It's a sous vide coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just don't really know how they kept it warm. So I guess like oh. in a heated bit, but like it didn't infect the integrity of the bottle. Heated elements or something, I don't know. Yeah, it didn't, but no. But, but like it, how hot Oh, was it? it was in a plastic bottle, like in the normal bottle you yeah, get yeah, in yeah. from the shop, but it was like hot enough. Yeah, like this hot in the coffee that we're drinking now? Yeah. Yeah, because that that was like you know recently ninety two degrees Celsius water. So it's cooled very quickly. Yeah, 
Anyway, that's I, I didn't take temperature, to be honest, and it was well <laughs> over six years ago. Okay. Probably more like eight. So you've got no idea, is what you're saying? Yes, in yeah. a word. Cool. Um, well, you really shat on that now. Yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, uh, thoughts on the coffee you, before, we, before we move on. Yeah, it was good, but it turned to ash in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is coffee by Thanos. Nice. That's, uh, uh, and also another Marvel thing. It's yeah. not, I can't, that's not a spoiler, though. You know. No, I feel like everyone should know that one by now. Yeah, it's like a good couple of years past the event. No, it's not. Well, it's like snap. less than a year. Is it really? Yeah. Man, those movies came out back to back, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. The, the Brothers Olstein. No, wait, that's not Russo. Russo. Yeah. I was thinking Joel, and I was like, Joel Olstein? That, that's, he's a famous sort of televangelist in the US. Austin. Uh, O-S-T-E-E-N. Oh, is it Austin? Yeah. I thought it was Austin. No. Oh, it's making things up. Yeah, now. he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. Yeah. Anyway. Talk to me about coffee and not yeah. um, televangelists. Um, so, yeah, this, the stuff that I use at home, I, I sort of switch between a few different methods depending on A, how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. and B, how much coffee I want to produce. Yep. Um, so this is like my, my default go-to method, which is just a standard sort of pour-over kit. Yep. Um, so if I'm trying to try to think how to explain it. So like normal pour-over stuff is done with like a, a small glass jug mm-hmm. then you've got a, th- a thing that sits on top of it that you put a filter into mm-hmm. you drop the coffee into that filter and then pour water over it yep. in a number of different ways depending on what you're doing um so it's 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 a like a slower extraction compared to something like espresso where yeah. you're forcing hot water through the coffee um so you can get like a, a smoother sort of flavor out of it yeah which is why often i will just drink this black yeah, because um, it it gets to a point where like it is actually uh, it tastes good and you don't need milk to kind of balance out the bitterness that you often get from espresso. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular method is one that I found recently um, called the four six or the forty sixty method, uh, which was the winning recipe of the twenty sixteen World Brewers Cup champion by the name of Tetsu Kasuya. Good on you, Tetsu. Yeah, taking home another another um, championship. The the reason I like this is because the method is really simple, and it's got a, a a couple of two. It's got two stages to it, and there's a couple of ways that you can actually make small changes to vary the flavor that you get at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's it's got like a really scientific approach to it, which I which I really appreciate. I dig that. So essentially, you break the brew up into two stages. Like I said, one using forty percent of the water, the other using sixty. Okay. Um, the, so you do the first, that first 40% in two pours and that decides basically the balance of sweetness to acidity, depending on how you do those pours. So if you do the first pour, if you do the first pour of those two, like with more water than the second, you get more of the acidity and vice versa. If you do the second as a larger pour, it's more, it's more sweet. Uh, and then the remaining 60% of the water you can do. It's basically like the more pours you do that amount of water in, it'll be a stronger brew. So the default method is you do it in three. Right. But if you do it in four, you get a slightly stronger flavor. Out okay. Of it. Um, and it's it's like the math on it is super simple. Like if you take the his method, that the way he does it specifically, is 20 grams of coffee. And then you multiply that by three. And that's how much water you use in each pour. So 60 mil. Mm-hmm. And then you do that five times mm-hmm. for like the default, like two pours and three pours. This so, has quickly got complicated. Yeah, I know. I know it sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like it's very easy. It's yeah, sixty yeah, yeah. forty, and what you do but, is you go it's... sixty times three times five, and then <laughs> you do two pours. But no, not the first one the same yeah, as the yeah. second one. You do the second one after the first one, but larger. But you could do it smaller if you want yeah. this. And then so, uh, uh, yeah. 
Uh, okay. But, but, it, but like, it, it didn't take me long to really understand how it works because the logic behind it is really easy to understand when yeah. you sort of read through how he came up with it. Yeah, um, fair play. His, so there's a couple of quotes in here which I really love. Uh, he says he said during the like the judging event, I'm not a farmer and I'm not a roaster. I am just a barista and a brewer. So my passion has been searching and learning the different brew method. And finally, I found the best brew method, the 4-6 method. This is what he said to the judges before he presented the coffee to them. Okay. The balls on that guy. Yeah, this is the best one. Yeah. Enjoy my coffee. Mm. Yeah, Drink so, it down. So one of the other things I have at home is a Chemex, which is the, mm-hmm. the, the largest bit of equipment we've got in front of us. Can I say, by the way, Chemex, it does just sound like a, like a drug company. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, so the, like the, the difference with that is the one that I've got is I think their six cup model. So like the standard way of using a Chemex, it produces a lot of coffee. Yeah. I'm into that. Um, but it's, it's a similar sort of method to how you do pour over style. Like it's, it's a big glass carafe and you put a filter in the top of it. Mm. You put the beans in, you pour the water over it. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me like that seems to be the, the sort of the, the way of making what can be described as the sort of most flavorful coffee is, is, is pour over. Mm. It's. You take beans or grounds, well, grounds because otherwise beans aren't going to do anything. No. You take grounds, you put it into a conical shaped thing, you pour water over it into a glass thing underneath. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty simplified way of looking at it. Um, but that's generally the mm. idea here. Um, in addition to all of that, um, you would have seen it before. So I've got <clears> a, a temperature control kettle, which mm-hmm. is really important for some of this stuff because. You know, when you look at these different brew methods, they will say use water at 92 degrees. Yeah, yeah. And you can't necessarily just do that with a standard kettle that boils to 100, and then you've got to figure out how long do I wait until it's at the right temperature. Yeah, it seems to be like that. That Just like in, in brewing, you know, beer, mm. the temperature control is, is a massive yeah. part in making coffee. Mm. Um, the other thing which I, I got sort of later down the track of me doing coffee at home was the automatic grinder. Yep. So I started like with just a hand grinder thing, but you know when you're doing that maybe once a day or twice a day, and it's just it's, it just starts to get a bit frustrating having to like put the beans in this thing and then grind it with your hand and yeah. this little rotating arm thing for like a couple of minutes. Yeah, fun and rustic for the first few yeah, times. Like it, it's it's what I use when I travel because it's really easy to like. I've got one that fits inside the Aeropress, which we haven't talked about yet. So I didn't, I didn't know you took your coffee when you travel. Well, so what I did when I went back to my parents' place in New Zealand is I took my equipment and I bought beans over there. Okay. So I was able to like actually sample sort of some of the local stuff. Yeah, nice. And then it's, it's a way of making coffee that I'm familiar with. And all I need to find is a way to boil water. I, for some reason, immediately thought of the Simpsons reference. Go on. What is it? The chili eating contest where Homer oh, turns yes. up with his own spoons. Like yeah. They say he carved it from an even bigger spoon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just yeah, you turning up with your own AeroPress. Like, I wish to sample some of your coffee. It's funny too, because like, my parents are uh, pretty simple people and they just... And, and t- <laughs> no, but it's kind what, of harsh. <laughs> no, in terms of uh, coffee stuff, like they just deal with like instant coffee. Mm-hmm. Like that's all they yeah. drink. And then I turned up and I just bring out all this gear and I'm like, no, this is how I drink coffee now. Sorry, <laughs> mum, that won't cut it. <laughs> I've got my own. Like Michael, we've seen Breaking Bad. We know what happens. Yeah, we know what comes next. Um, but the interesting thing about the Chemex uh, is that it's been recognized in a, a couple of different times as like just being a really well-designed product to the point where it's included. it was included in a collection in the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. It is so. Why don't you describe it's what the Chemex looks like? So to it's us? it's a it's a big carafe type thing, but it's basically like a, an hourglass shape, mm-hmm. um, except the, top, the the like the top's being cut off. 
but around the middle of it it's got like this these this two-piece wooden collar that is tied like it's tied on there with a leather strap essentially and that's just how it comes like it's very um it's very sort of i guess sort of country looking yeah kind of rustic rustic that's what i was looking for yeah. yeah um but i've i'm using a stainless steel conical filter in it because paper filters are incredibly wasteful yeah i can say i'm, I'm quite into the fact that you've, you're not using the paper ones yeah although <laughs> i was uh looking into sort of the history of the aeropress which we'll talk about next and someone from aeropress at one point said you should use paper because it tastes better and i thought fuck you I'm not going to. <laughs> well, aren't, oops, sorry, I'm making quite a bit of noise down the background. Right. But aren't, aren't paper ones also like bleached and stuff? So uh, some of them are, but like you can buy ones that aren't. Oh, I was going to say I they're, they're, they're usually treated paper. in some way. Yeah. Um, Do you know what though? Like, I can handle it not tasting quite exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, I've I've gone between the two, and I honestly don't notice the difference. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Is that at what point? If you're the company, if you're the person that works for AeroPress, maybe you can tell the difference. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but you're you're sitting there with like a science lab and you're going, okay, this is the only variable I'm changing yeah. is the filter. Whereas like when I do it at home, I don't exactly use the same amount of beans every time and the water's probably not exactly the same temperature every time. Yeah, so how exact do you get with it? I mean, obviously I just saw you weighing out when you made yeah. this coffee here. And so, stuff like that. so generally would you weigh out or would you be like, oh, I've got a measure that I know if I get that to the brim, well, yeah. that's pretty much... Like with this 4-6 method, like I, I just stick to you know, his original method. So I'm going for 20 grams of beans. But if yeah. I'm like 20.3 or 20.5, I'm not going to care. I also have a set of scales that I use to measure this out. It should yeah. be mentioned. Um, um, but I mean, like, would you have like, so, so, you know, you can get like a baking or even just like a kitchen mm. shop and you can buy like a set of little spoons and it'd be like equal to like a cup. Half yeah, cup. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever just go like, boom, that is a half cup. I know that's approximately 20 grams. Um, no, I always use the scales. Yeah, you, and you I've, got, I've, got, I've got a little scoop, and I, I get close enough, like within a gram. Sort yeah, of that's fair enough. So yeah, you, 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 you try to remain fairly exact. Yeah, and also because it's, at least when I'm first trying a new method you or a new piece nerd. of equipment. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but like when I'm first trying one of these things, I want to get as close as possible to the way that someone like this has told me to do it, mm -hmm. and then I'll see how I like that. And that's why this method I really like, because it's got a couple of easy ways that you can vary it, and that also comes back to the beans, like... If the beans have a certain flavor and you want to adjust it from there, you're going to do it slightly differently every time. Yeah, sure. I mean, do you do you find that uh, this method is you're sticking with at the moment because it's easy or because you've been using it recently, or do you find it's been the best one you've enjoyed so far? Uh, it's all of those, actually. Yeah, fair um, enough. Like, That's it, because he's not a farmer or a brewer. No. Uh, he's no, not a farmer or a, he's a roaster. Brewer. He's a brewer. He's just a brewer yeah. who made the best fucking coffee, yeah. judges. Yeah, exactly. I think that was... I'm paraphrasing slightly, yeah. but that's pretty much what he said. But it's also... Um, it's similar to like a lot of things you do for self-care. Like I find it kind of a meditative process of going, mm -hmm. getting out the beans, weighing it out, measuring it. Like it's this, it's this nice little ritual that I get to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It takes a little longer than like getting a coffee from a shop on the way to work, but I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's like, you know, you can get a takeaway or you can make your dinner. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the same with anything I believe. Yeah. And if you do it right and you're not just pouring Nescafe in a, in a, uh, mm. in a cup. And if that is your jam, you go ahead. Yeah. But I feel like it's the same way as we don't drink a whole lot of VB. Mm. Um, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. And I make my own beer, so I can't really, you know, I can't really comment on the, on the, on the whole sort of nerdiness of it and, the, you know, saying like, oh, there's no difference. Because yeah. there is. I'm going to say at this point, we opened this last beer. Yeah, let's do it up. I've got one more thing to talk about regarding coffee, but I'm realizing that I'm running out of 
prepared statements, as no, it were. That's all good. Um, so what we've got next in terms of beer um, is from... Hang on, can you put on an accent native to their home country? No. I, I know what you're trying to get me to do, and yeah. I can't do a Scottish accent that well. That's from India. I was hoping you just do something really racist. <laughs> it really isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so it's from Brewdog, which are in Scotland. Thank you. Sorry, it's Yar Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who's Scottish, listening or not, that is not what I think you sound like. Och. That's not what I think you sound like no. either. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it says Brewdog. Thank you, Michael, you giant racist. <laughs> Um, so it says Brewdog versus Amundsen. I'm just oh, okay. So they are, as it might, so if I'm correctly, a, a um, Dutch brewery. Okay. I'm and just trying to see if there's anything on. There's nothing on the label that kind of. This will be one of their, um, uh, like, it's collaborative a, yeah, it's series. A sick collab. Hmm. A sick collab. Brewdog feet. Yes. <laughs> no versus. It's a it's a diss track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double Imperial Remix. Yeah. Uh, so th- this is the, the Mallow Mafia. Um, and I think I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but it's... Uh, Hang on, for the record, that's that's Mallow, not like Mellow, like chill. No, yeah, it, yeah, because there is no such thing as a Mellow Mafia. Um, the, the Velvet Mafia? I don't know. They're all pretty aggressive from my understanding. <laughs> <laughs> they're very, uh, very active. Anyway. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it's another Imperial Stout, 12% this time, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, infused with cocoa nibs cold brew coffee and marshmallow for a roasty chewy full-bodied beer and then it says capiche uh so yeah really hitting those mafia tones in there do you understand everything i said to you everything except capiche again another simpsons reference i can only apologize if anyone's listening that doesn't like watch care about the simpsons this is gonna be i feel like those people are just like blanking it out not the podcast for them no i mean but please continue to listen because um Appreciate it. Mm. That sounded great that time. Yeah, yeah do it. Well, that's do a it. that's a dark color. Yeah, do a high pour. I I really enjoy when your stouts haven't got like the white head. They've got like that sort of like chocolate. Yeah, very dark, mate. You're gonna need some more. That's quite a lot. Oops. Ooh. <laughs> what All do you want right. to do? I for, for listeners, pour some out. I fucked up the pour. Yeah, uh, Jeff gave me like basically a half pint and himself like a shot of beer. Um. And now he's gone too far the other way. No, I haven't. <laughs> drink your damn beer. Get off your horse and drink your milk. What? Uh, sorry. That's, that's gonna be what is par- that from? That's going to be a Partridge reference. You do watch Alan Partridge, do you? I've, I think I've seen like one of the movies. What? Oh, there, is, there is a movie. I don't know. Is it Alpha Papa? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I've seen. Is it any good? I haven't seen that. I enjoyed it, but I've never seen anything else from him, so I don't have T- a frame of reference. The TV series is great. Okay. Uh, it, I'm not even going to bother to explain the no, reference just, I just made. Let's just drink the beer. All right, cheers. Okay, just just again, I got my nose in it before I got my. You smell the marshmallow, it. huh? Yeah, it just smells like. Have you ever had marshmallow fluff? Yeah, that. yeah. Oh wow, that's really sweet. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that, tasty. It's yeah. not like too sweet that, like I couldn't have multiple. Yeah, I'm I'm tasting a lot of that marshmallow flavor. Yeah, and then not I'm, so much of any of the other things they've described. Well, I'm getting the other stuff on the back end a little bit. Mm. Um, wow, hit, really hit me hit me with the notes you're getting. <laughs> oh my god it's it's happening we're turning into what we tried to set out to destroy no okay okay tell on. me about the flavors that you are experiencing after drinking this beverage yeah so that's when i'm getting the coffee at the okay. end there so the marshmallow at the beginning really sweet and then coffee at the end mm. and then it's and then like again you can feel like the alcohol level it's yeah. strange really because if you drink a 12 percent wine yeah 
That's, that's standard for a wine. Yeah, you don't get the burn, but with a beer, I feel like as it settles into your stomach. You can, is, it, is it just part of the brewing process, the way that the alcohol's processed or something? No idea. I mean... You brew beer. I don't brew wine, though. Oh, yeah. Um, then, okay, so I brew beer, but I don't brew anything particularly strong okay. yet. Um, so there's a potential that there's things like ethyl alcohols that are mm-hmm. um, more present in some alcohol than other. I'm not sure. It depends mm-hmm. on the yeast and the sugars, I guess, and yeah. a few other things. Infusal alcohols, which you don't particularly want. They're a bad thing, if I understanding. There are different kinds of alcohol, okay. and I think that maybe in wine and beer, they'll be slightly different. So that's why you probably wouldn't get the warming. Yeah. Whereas in brewed and then brewed stuff like whiskey, mm. also you get that sort of warming in the stomach. Yeah. So maybe um, that's the difference. Yeah, I think... Write in, let us know. Yeah. Uh, hit us up at uh, PO Box. Um, so I think something about like the kind of more subtle coffee flavor, it's mm-hmm. worth noting that it, it mentioned it was infused with cold brew coffee. Yep. So that's another thing that I actually make at home. I haven't got that out here to have a look at, but... How do that, you do your cold brew? Um, so it's it's basically like... It's a thing that you, you drop you drop the coffee grounds in, put a bunch of uh, ice water in this in the container at the top, mm-hmm. and then over the course of about eight to twelve hours, it's slow, it's like a slow drip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like a drop of water every second is sort of the ideal rate. Okay. Um, and then by the end of that, it produces about seven hundred mils of it. And because it's such a slow and cold uh, extraction, you get this really smooth and sweet taste. You get almost none of the bitterness. Yeah, which is probably why. It's not standing out as much in this because the sweetness from the marshmallow is so powerful. Mm. It's pretty tasty. I really like yeah. cold brew as well. I think um, a proper good cold brew on a, on a hot day is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I, there was one cafe I went to uh, near here actually, and the way that they served it was in like this big, short, wide glass yeah. with a cube of ice, just okay. a single cube, and it was like, let's say, a good few centimeters each way okay i and think i have just, the same ice tray yeah. yeah just just fun fact yeah yeah and then they they just uh they served the coffee in a separate little jug and then you poured it over it yourself just mm. it's like a you know build your own experience yes yeah. nice. very good um yeah, yeah so i've had some cold brew i did myself recently that someone at work showed me which was mm. you make espresso oh yeah and then you put it into a cocktail shaker chuck ice in there and mm. shake the shit out of it and it makes a really smooth like foamy coffee and okay that's delicious yeah if you're gonna try that at home though my tip Hold it over the sink, put the ingredients in, put the lid on, and then shake once, like semi-violently, holding the lid on tight, and then just ever so slightly let the lid off. All the pressure. turns out, actually, coffee makes quite a lot of carbon dioxide if you shake it. Um, Yeah, so Mm -hmm. do that. Let the pressure out, and then you can shake the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, So the last bit of equipment that I have at home that we haven't mentioned is the AeroPress. Yeah, talk to me. Um, So this was basically like the first bit of any kind of home coffee equipment i got um mostly because they're they're cheap they're mm-hmm. made of like plastic and rubber and they're i think you can get one for like 40 50 bucks yeah it's not bad no because it, uh, it's not the cheapest especially if you want to buy an espresso machine yeah it's not a cheap hobby to get into no like uh the sort of single uh home espresso machines are a good few hundred bucks sort yeah. of entry price um and and those few hundred bucks ones are kind of shit yeah they're not great and then you know you're spending thousands before you sort of Getting yeah. something close to what you get in a cafe. So, so interestingly, I found out recently that those ones you see in cafes, often the cafes don't even buy them because of the expense uh, They're just incurred. Like leasing them or something. No, what will happen is if they sign a contract with a particular roaster of coffee, they'll oh. say, "Hey, we'll supply you with two machines." That's incredible. Yeah, it's really good. You see some really wild ones about some really cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, I've seen. There's uh, industry beans in the CBD of Melbourne. Um, they've got like this hot, like they've got their big counter where they do all the brewing, but. 
all of the the heads where they attach the um, the portafilters, mm-hmm. they're built into the counter. So the, oh. ca- the counter's painted white and there's like these, these white uh, things that come out of the counter and they attach into there. So it's built like into the counter unit itself. Oh, wow. That's really it's, cool. It's insane. I need to go there. I've only just... And actually, I'll... I'll- Talk about that at the end. Carry on. So tell mm. me about AeroPress. Yeah. Um, so there's sort of there's two main methods of using it. One is like you know the way the manufacturer tells you how to use it, which is similar to like a plunger style, where you're you're putting the coffee and the water in, and then immediately putting the other cylinder in there and forcing the coffee through the filter. Yeah. So to to, to give people listening a bit of an idea, it's one cylinder and then another cylinder which fits inside. Yeah. And the cylinder that fits inside has got a seal so that it, it it's just like um, creating pressure downwards. It's like a piston. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's actually a really good description. Um, so the, the, the characteristics of using it that way is that you're exposing the water to the coffee uh, for about like 30 seconds or so. So it's like a very quick, high-pressure kind of extraction, which is similar to how espresso is done. So you can get like a kind of a harsh flavor out of it, um, which has sort of given rise to the inverted AeroPress method. Um, which is a bit closer to pour over in some of uh, its characteristics, I guess, because you're putting that uh, smaller cylinder with the the rubber head into the other chamber first, upside down, mm-hmm. and then loading the water and coffee in, stirring it a bit, and leaving it in there for like a couple of minutes mm-hmm. before you tip it back up the other way and do the, the press. Put your filter on. and then, Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's something I've started doing recently. It's it's now how I use an AeroPress because I I find it is just a better flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but funny thing about the AeroPress is it's made by a company called Aerobee. Um, if you've seen those things that look like frisbees, but they're a ring, uh, they're they're like a metal ring with a like with a rubber thing around. Oh it. yeah, yeah. That's made by these guys. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, um, that so- is your that is. Uh, your world colliding. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a company that's made like a whole bunch of different like flying disc and flying ring toys, essentially. God, that's really tight. Like, yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know what's right. I'm, I'm oh, farting about with the AeroPress. Yeah. Here. So you, you're, you're essentially doing the first step of the inverted AeroPress, which is to try and insert the the Fucking rubber. The ru- yeah. No, you know what? I'll just go to the shop. Yeah. Um, is, yeah. It, is it easier when it's got some like liquid? No, no, no. Well, when you're doing it that way that's how you that's how you start you leave it it's dry and you're trying to get the that rubber in there would you not like oh you could lube up the you edge could. maybe just a little just bit of water on your finger a little bit yeah just maybe maybe i'll try that next time run your finger around it yeah um <clears throat> and one my mum listens to some of these episodes that's, sorry mum hi elliot's mum mm. um then i said it like that mm. no uh so the that Araby flying ring toy uh i only found that's this out today it's based on the chakram Mm-hmm. Which is a bladed ring weapon, yes. which was used by the Sikh of India, yes. like maybe 18th century. I, I know that only from uh, my time with the game Eternal Darkness: Sanity's Requiem on the GameCube. Which, wow. if you haven't played it, anybody out there, fucking go play it. It's yeah. a wicked survival horror. Jeez. Okay. Um, set, set in a kind of a Lovecraftian time traveling kind ooh. of thing. It's, it's bang. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of like all the stuff that I do at home as far as coffee goes. Um, yeah, yeah, sweet. That's yeah. really cool. Do you have a particular uh, order when you go out? Like if you're going out for coffee? Um, I usually get a latte if I'm getting a, a hot coffee just because mm-hmm. like, I find them pretty easy to 
drink and yeah. all that. Like, and also your left wing, so you know you have to sip lattes. It's to, kind of part of I, it. I have yeah. to get a latte and an avocado <laughs> in some fashion. Yeah. Um, no, but like depending on the day, like I might get a filter uh, or a batch brew, which is sort of uh, similar to pour over yep. cold brew but it's like it's it's a it's done with hot water yeah um, so I mean, that that's what i tend to order is i order a batch brew or, or, or single origin type thing yeah and and or filter and i never know what to call it because everywhere calls it a different thing and sometimes yeah, yeah, they yeah. have both things and they are different things well, so i just I, say do you have filter coffee I, w- I went to a place this morning and on the bo- on the menu on the wall it said filter but on the menu it said batch brew and they meant the same thing oh yeah so that's <laughs> not it's just irritating at least with beer just it comes in pints or or, or yeah, half yeah. pots schooners whatever it's just yeah. sizes you know what you're getting yeah and unless you go to another state and then they don't do pints they do schooners oh, and they don't use the word pot New or South something. Wales yeah it's bizarre specifically fucking New South Wales yeah um but um yeah no I, I I'm a big believer in the filter otherwise I have long blacks but better uh, <laughs> sounds a long black is an americano back in other nations and then. Mm. You can't drink that for another twenty minutes because it's scalding hot. Yeah, it's it's a hot it's, it's a hot coffee plus hot water. What are you doing? Who has that kind of time, dude? Some people order it as like extra hot. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah. It's like, yeah, can you make this already scalding drink extra hot so mm. I can I don't know throw it at my enemies should it the need arise? Yeah, throw it at children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, strange callback, and I had a moment there, and then just that whatever that laugh just was. <laughs> <laughs> Beavis and Butthead situation. Yeah. Um, uh, any particular joint in Melbourne that you're like, go there, that's great coffee? Um, I mean, Industry Beans is quite famous. Yeah. I, I've recently been to Duke's for the first time, okay. and that's pretty banging, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of hard to say, because like, a lot of places will sit, well, like, you go there for a coffee, but they'll say, oh, we got our beans from this place. And that's kind of the call out they're making. Yeah, so um, so most cafes don't roast their own beans. No. There are several big roasters in actually, Melbourne. Actually, Axel... Uh, in Hawthorne, they I do quite own. like them because they roast their own, and they're also just a really good sort of set of cafes. They're as everywhere well. now, yeah. yeah. So they've done, well, they've there's, done there's really also well Mayday um, down on uh, Bridge Road in Richmond, which is an off. It's like an offshoot of those guys. All oh, right, I don't know. Um, Barwa used to be good. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, Bicycle thieves near in Northcote. Um, that's started by the people at Bawa. Yes, I have heard that actually. He's, they've got a couple of others that sort of conglomerate. Mm. Now we're just talking about Melbourne coffee conglomerates. I realise yeah. this is uh, an intensely right. Melbourne so, episode. So to sort of flip that around to something that's less of a conglomerate, um, there's one that my workplace sort of does some charity outreach work with called Street, spelled S T R E A T. Okay, so for context, you have a book behind you called friends of street oh yeah they, that's a cookbook yeah i've been looking at it the entire way through this episode wondering what it was so that's you know. fucking fantastic yeah. prescience um but yeah so they're essentially they've got a, a big cafe in collingwood and they've got a couple of other smaller locations in the city yeah um, but their whole mission is providing employment opportunities to at-risk youth yeah. um so basically throughout the year there'll be like rotations of these uh teenagers coming through to get like hospo experience in an yeah, actual cool. cafe um and that's all i i go there usually like every day i'm in the office it reminds me a little bit of uh oh, actually, great story for you so mm. <clears throat> a few years ago jamie oliver did this thing where he took youths that had come through uh rehab and through prison mm-hmm. and through a couple of other things like homelessness and he taught them to be chefs Cool. Taught them to cook, taught them to be professional cooks and chefs mm-hmm. and, you know, help them to get into employment and stuff like that. It was part of like a charity outreach thing he did, but and he did a thing on television with it and did a series. Mm-hmm. It's still an ongoing thing, like scheme as I understand it. Under, right. It's just not a TV show anymore. Yeah, no, I think I think they just did one series of that mm. to sort of highlight it. Anyway, 
I met a guy once at a party who had come through that. Mm. Um, really, like, sound guys. Just chatting away to him one day at this party. And we got quite drunk together. This was at uni. And we were at my friend's house that was affectionately known as Doom House. Doom House, as That's you can fantastic. probably guess, is, was a bit of a fucking dive and a bit of a mess. But it was yeah. well good fun. Anyway, at this party, someone pulled out a pair of nunchucks. What? Uh, but like, <laughs> like hey, hey, what? Yeah, but like practice foam ones. Like oh, they, okay. they're like they're like a plastic tube with like a foam yeah, rubber imagine. on them. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so this guy, I think his name is Nathan. Um. He was like, "Oh, dude, like hit me on the head with them." And I, so at the time, I'd done quite a lot of martial arts growing up and stuff. So I was like, uh-huh. "Yeah, fine." So I like give him a little clonk on the head, and he was like, "No, no, no, do it." And I was like, "Clonk," getting a little bit harder, and he's like, "Go on, hit me, hit me, hit me." Like clonk and hit him pretty hard. He's like, no, 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 do it. And we were pretty hammered and I Did hit you? him and the nunchucks broke on his head. But then like a piece of the sharp plastic just sliced his head from top to bottom. Oh my God. Like so, like he had like a butt cheek thing. Like he had like an ass crack down the middle like of his a head. A blood mohawk. Yeah. It just sliced his head from top to bottom and it just like pissing blood. And of course I freaked out and he was just like, Haha, that's amazing. That's a lot of blood. Oh, wow. And he, he just thought it was hilarious. And I was terrified that because he was... um. He was formerly ditched to crack, and uh, like I didn't know this guy, but he just thought it was all a good laugh because he was quite drunk and he wasn't on crack in the morning. Yeah, it was all just this wild experience, and then how does, how never saw like, him again. How does this relate to the Jamie Oliver thing? He went through that scheme. Oh right. Oh yeah. No no. Yeah, no. no. So he went through that scheme. He came through that like yeah. either, either you didn't mention that or I forgot I immediately. Feel like I mentioned that. If not, it just seemed like a really weird non sequitur. So hey, remember this thing? Also, here's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I did some charity work after that. After going to prison uh, for <laughs> cracking a man's over the head. Yeah. And that's where you met. That's where Jamie Oliver. Jamie Oliver came into the store once when I worked at Top Man in Cambridge. Is this a joke? No, no. This is genuinely oh, true. Wow. But I was on training and I asked if I could go out and have a peek, and they were like, no. I, I also find that the fact that there's a chain of stores called Top Man really funny. There's there's Top Man in, in Melbourne. No, I know. Uh, I, I still find it funny. It's it's the male equivalent of Top Shop if you don't have it in your hometown. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm just wondering if there's also a Bottom Man. Uh, oh, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's called Kmart. Um, oh yikes! There's um there's apparently a part of their employment policies that you have to be attracted to be attracted attracted you have to be attractive to be employed there. So I was, I was quite pleased with that myself. That sounds discriminatory. Oh, it is. Yeah, very much so. That sounds illegal, actually. I, hey, I got a job there, so I was hey, pleased. Hey. You cleared a low bar. Yeah, but and and also it's been downhill since there. Now I'm a goblin, so <laughs> like a right mutant. Yeah. Uh, so that's been coffee yeah. and beer. What are we doing? Yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the cup of beer. So we're still stepping away at this stout now. So yeah. I think, um, um, I think, like as as I've gotten more through this beer, um, I'm maybe, tasting more and more. Well, I was going to say maybe it's because I'm getting slowly drunk. Uh, the alcohol burn is less present. Yes, but um, I can feel my face warming up. Oh yeah, but uh, also I can taste a bit more of like the coffee uh, element. Yeah, it's it. a little bit there. Yep, cracking stuff. Mm. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. I've been Elliot, and I've been Mike. Uh, cheers. Hey, listeners, it's us in the future. And then I guess the other one would say something awful like, my God, you won't believe what happened to Japan. Yeah, that but less racially tinged would be good. My God, you won't believe what happened to Nebraska. My God, you won't care what happened to Nebraska. Can you believe what Kim Kardashian did? God, I sure love my iPhone 11. Beer in the future is full of glitter, it turns out. Yeah, my insides are bleeding. And I can't believe I've watched OJ's sex tape. It's us from the future. And what do you mean Gary Newman's back? Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs>
I was thinking Gary Coleman, and I couldn't remember, so I ran with Gary Newman and went with cars. <laughs> oh, my God. We have social media accounts now. Um, we've got Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yep. The uh, username for all three is Hebrew Podcast, or one word. We tried to be funny for this segment, as, as with the rest of the podcast. It was so hard. It was very difficult. Yeah. There's also an email address. Yeah. So if you ever want to send us any kind of feedback, information, you want to... Uh, vehemently um, diss us mm. over a rap track but written uh, or like a recorded mp3 I'll listen I mean, to I, it yeah I guess they could yeah. uh, what's the email address uh, it's hello at heybrew.zone that's hello at heybrew.zone yes awesome